Hey everybody, I'm so excited to share with my television congregation the things that I've been sharing with my own congregation. I have been walking through the tabernacle. I have been teaching the tabernacle because I think it is the spine of the scriptures. It gives continuity and understanding to all that Jesus would do, can be hinted at, can be received by beginning to understand the power that is revealed to us through the tabernacle. Today, we're going into the most holy place Oh, and we're going to be talking about the bread of heaven. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be life-changing. And you are going to be fed at the master's table. Take a look at this. When we go into the tent, we've left the altar of sacrifice. We left the labor, both of which were made out of bronze or brass. Remember that? The women's uh, looking glasses, making the labor, both of them were made out of bronze. When we go in the tent, everything is made of gold. So it does make a difference. We're moving from bronze to gold, okay? We're moving from bronze to gold. We have gone from bronze to gold. Gold is a metal that maintains its composition even through the fire. Its value will always exceed bronze. So when we go in, like Hebrews, we are going to better things. When you start talking about gold, when you start talking about gold, it has been through the fire. It has been through the fire. And it becomes a representative of God. It will liquefy, but it will never be anything but gold. If it was gold when it went in the fire, oh, oh, they didn't hear me. Only that one sister heard what I was saying. You heard what I was saying, didn't you? If it was gold when it went in the fire, it's going to be gold when it comes out of the fire. I'm going to say that again. If it was gold when it went in, it's going to be gold when it comes out. If you were saved when you went in the fire, you're going to be saved when you come out. If you had the Holy Ghost when you went in, you're going to have the... Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. The writer of Hebrews is comparing the old covenant with the new co covenant. And in essence, we have gone from bronze to gold. Okay? Now we're at the table of shoe bread. Okay, the table of shoe bread literally means the bread of presence. The bread of the presence. In the King James Version, it's called shoe bread. In a biblical or Jewish context, it refers to the cakes or loaves of bread that are laid on top of the table, shoe bread. This is the table of shoe bread. This is the table of shoe bread. And before I get to the bread, I want to make the table. Because the table has to be made. A table has to be made. Say that with me. Ooh, when you get in the car and you're halfway down 408, that's going to hit you. That's what children don't know. They just come and eat. They don't know a table has to be made. A table has to be made. They don't just exist. Thou preparest. 
So the table had to be made. The table had to be made and it was made out of wood according to Exodus 25, 23 through 24. It was made out of wood. So all the carpenters got busy sanding and fouling and shaping and spinning to make the wood. It's about three feet, not a big table, by one and a half feet in, in a rectangular shape. It wasn't a big table because it had to be carried. It's important that you understand that the bread had to be mobile. Uh-huh, yeah. And it is made out of what the King James Version calls shittim wood, which is really acacia, I didn't cuss, uh, acacia. Gotta add a little humor into it, makes it better. Uh, acacia wood, acacia wood is a wood that, is, that grows in, in dry climates that exist in desert places. It is strong, it is resilient, it is tough. Because there's little to feed it, it naturally has a propensity to withstand the elements. It is strong, it is resistant, it is tough, but it is wood and it can be cut, and it can be shaped, and it can be sanded, and before the table was gold, it was wood. So it was made out of wood, and then overlaid with gold. <laughs> it's, it's getting down to the good stuff now. <laughs> Excuse me. This is the good stuff now, see, because we're coming into covenant. We're coming into covenant. We're coming into the strange paradoxical covenant relationship that is established in this table between the wood, a perishable substance. See, if the wood would have went through the fire, the wood would have burned up. So you're taking a perishable substance and you're marrying it to a eternal substance. So the wood represents humanity and the gold represents divinity. Oh, we're gonna dress this table out in a minute. And, and the wood would have perished, but it was covered yeah, by the gold. And this table, this table, this table of, of wood and gold, the Shah, Itomo Shike, this table that was wood and gold, this table that was humanity and divinity is made to be mobile, is made to move, is made to move. This wood and gold, this human and divine, this man and God, this God-man, this God-man is made to move and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the wonder of his glory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're at the table of shoe bread. We got bread moving. Somebody holler the bread is moving. It is stacked on the table, 12 loaves of bread, 12 round loaves of bread to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? To represent the 12 tribes of Israel. There we are. That's the picture I want. I went right there. It's stacked up there. God gave specifications on how everything was to be made. Even the crown around the table has symbolic value and worth. Crown with honor and glory. It has power. The, 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 the artifacts were preserved, the plates, the cups, everything. Lord, look at that. Bless my soul. Don't that look like a communion table set up getting ready to be served? So it is not so much that God is giving us new ideas. It's that God is unveiling. The word revelation, apocalypse, means apocalypse, literally means unveiling. Unveiling. As if an artist painted a picture and he unveiled it slowly. The part you saw you didn't see it because he painted it. It was already painted. It's just, you saw it because he's revealing it. <laughs> what God is revealing to you is not new. Right. Well. So true. It, it was always there. Always. He's just revealing it. Yes, sir. Can I go deeper with this? Yes, now, now this is where, to me, it gets really good. It gets really good. Because this thing about bread is not new. Jesus is born in the house of bread. Yes, this thing about bread is not new. Okay. This thing about bread is not new. He is the true bread. Yes, he said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and perished. I am the true bread. I am your provision. Bye. Now, the provision of God yeah. was so strong that when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness and they ate manna, the provision was so strong that it protected their clothes from wearing out. They went through the wilderness, 40 years in the wilderness without a new dress. 40 years and never needed a new pair of shoes. I'm going to say it again, 40 years walking in the wilderness and the soul that their shoes never wore out. I want to talk to somebody that God is sustaining. The three things everybody needs in order to survive is food, shelter, and clean water. But for some, those can be hard to come by. The Global Partner System Initiative was created to help us reach every nation. Through our international humanitarian outreach, MegaCare, we provide food, clothes, clean water, and medicine to areas around the world. Visit tdjpartners.org to become a part of our Global Partner System. All they ever preach about now is, you know, five ways to get blessed. But you're going home and he's stomping all over top of you. And you say, this does not sound like the God my pastor's preaching about. Your pastor didn't tell you about crushing. 
but God is not trying to destroy you. He's trying to preserve you. The real power of your destiny is always preceded by the depth of your crushing. What is really amazing to me as I open up the Word of God and prepare to teach again what I have taught several times, I've been teaching the tabernacle since I was 19 years old. And I'm now 61 years old. And every time I teach it, I see things that I never saw before. When I started out teaching the tabernacle, I was in a storefront with an overhead projector and slides. So you know that was a long time ago. Today, not only has our technology enhanced and made it possible for me to illustrate more accurately and more visually what happened in the tabernacle, but I have grown. I've got 41 years of ministry up under my belt. And so when I look into the Word of God, sometimes it, it feels like a new book. When I realize, in fact, the book hasn't changed, the eyes have. And so I want to share with everyone as I grow everything that He gives to me. Bread is to be presented before God. And the criteria in the recipe, now I cook, how many people cook in the room? The criteria in the recipe is not just that it might be flour, but it must be fine flour. What you talking? <laughs> in order to be in here, it has to be flour that has been pulverized, totally crushed. There's a difference between all-purpose flour and cake flour. Cake flour is finer. If, if you know anything about cooking, you know what I'm talking about. It weighs out different. God says, make this bread from fine flour. This bread represents the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh -huh. This bread represents people. God says, I will make bread out of you after you've crushed. You, you're not bread because you want a title. You're not bread because you want a position. You become bread through the crushings. You understand what I'm saying? Now you can go online and get you some credentials and call yourself a minister, but what you call yourself don't make yourself. Just because I call myself a car don't make me a Cadillac. God says in order to get in, this bread must be made of fine flour. Yes, sir. So when God is getting ready to make you bread, I don't know who you are, but I'm enjoying you enjoying the word. He had a better time than I have over there. Crushing you. Shattering you. Breaking down your pride. Breaking down your stubborn will. Bringing you down to ashes. Making you humble yourself. 
making you say yes to his will and yes to his word and yes to his way. This is fine flower. Paul writes to Corinth to a brother who has been sleeping with his father's wife. And the Corinthian church was in trouble because his brother is having an affair with his father's wife. And Paul sends a letter of judgment condemning this brother and telling them how to handle him. And they bring him down. They humble him because he wouldn't change it, he wouldn't stop it, he wouldn't repent. But when he repented, He says, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. You're not supposed to keep your foot on nobody. I don't care what they did. You are not supposed to keep your foot on nobody because of what they did. If a brother be overtaken in a fault, overtaken means all of us got fault, but that means that fault has taken over. Then ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You said it, considering yourself. So that means in order to be ye which are spiritual, you have to have gone through something yourself. understand how you can be so judgmental and self-righteous and you have forgotten yourself. That's why you need to be beat some more because you're still hateful and judgmental and self-righteous. But when God gets to beating your behind, you'll get mercy because you got mercy. I would rather get to heaven and hear God say you was too merciful than to get to heaven and hear God say you was too judgmental because I don't have a right to be judgmental. I did too much myself. God is beating us to find flour. Now that's who's spiritual. That's who's spiritual. People who have been beaten to find flour can be trusted to make judgments because they consider themselves. Hear ye the word of the Lord. I have not taken you through this test to destroy you. I have taken you through this test to refine you. Many shall come and eat from your wisdom because of the crushing I allowed you to suffer. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Despise me no longer. Put away your bitterness toward me. It is true I have beaten you, but I beat you to make you bread.
I will draw people to you that I could not draw before because I could not trust you. But because you are now fine flower, I will draw people into your life for you to feed and not need. I feel the glory of God. There are many of you in here who have endured the chastening of the Lord. And God has set you on a path to make you bread. You are not in that office for the pay. You are there for bread. And God says, I will send you into places and give you opportunities because I have prepared a table and I have laid you on the table as bread. I don't know who that's for. Maybe it's you watching on the internet. Maybe it's somebody up in the balcony right there. Maybe it's somebody who's been through a painful series of crushings and loneliness and isolation and death and turmoil and you've cried and your flower has gotten salty with tears and the Lord brought you here today to make you understand he's making bread he's making bread he's making bread he's making bread there's no other way for you to know what you know there was no other way for you to have the wisdom that you had. You couldn't read this in a book. You couldn't get this out of tape. You had to go through this so that you would know that you know that you know that you know that you know that, you know that, you know that I am your God. And so when the, when, the, when the 12 loaves were laid on the table of shoe bread, it was from 12 tribes who had been walking a year in a desert and they presented the bread before God. So this is what I want you to see and I'm going to stop. The thing that amazed me is that it is not just God presenting bread to us. It is that we present ourselves to him. I present myself a living sacrifice. So the first thing I want you to understand is, is you're on the table. You're on the table of the Lord. And every crushing and every breaking in your life made you eligible to be meat for the master's use. There was never to be a time that the table was to be without bread. The bread was laid up before God all week and changed out on the Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, in the incense of prayer, the bread was exchanged and the priests ate the bread in the most holy place. But the table was kept with bread on even when it was moving. Yeah. 
you better believe it. The table was never to be without bread. Lord, don't let my table ever be without bread. I'm out of time. I've got to stop there. It's been a real joy to share the word of the Lord with you. I want to encourage you to get the series in its entirety, to study it. And listen, I encourage you to steal it, take it, teach it, train it, show it in your class, use it in sermons, do whatever you want with it. It's not my word. It's God's word. It belongs to the body of Christ. Take this word and go and the strength of it will sustain you for many days. It'll keep you and keep you and keep you till you can get some rest. And I want to tell you about rest. I'm planning a getaway for you and me to just go someplace and chill and let the sea breeze blow through our hair and have a good time together and talk about the goodness of the Lord. November 9th through the 16th, you and me on a cruise, your family, my family just hanging out together, eating hot dogs and hamburgers and, well, maybe salads and shrimp or something. I don't know. Whatever you're into, whatever you left that you still eat, join me on the cruise and have a real good time. November 9th through the 16th. Go to inspirationcruises.com forward slash TD Jakes. Sign up right now. Get you a good cabin so you can have a good time with you and your friends and TD Jakes and his friends hanging out on the water. God bless you. Take care. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Celebrate with us the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Jesus cried out on the cross, the bell in the temple was ripped. Even though they made mistakes, that they could come boldly to the throne of grace. They got it. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you'll receive Bishop Jake's revealing teaching, access granted on CD, as well as a decorative art print. When Jesus came, humanity and divinity had a meeting in a tent. It reveals Jesus. It defines our relationship as being a part of the royal priesthood. And when your gift is $90 or more, you will receive this historic seven-message series, The Gospel Hidden in a Tent, on DVD. At the entrance of light, darkness dispels because it was never real. You got a light. You got to shine your light too. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you will receive the single CD, seven message DVD set, art print, plus three books from the Immersed Reading Bible. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. Get ready. We're about to go cruising. What's up, everybody? I want you and your family to join me and my family and your friends and my friends. We're hanging out on the sea. You want to go? Come on. Join me on the Faith and Family Cruise, November 9th through the 16th. Go to inspirationcruises.com forward slash TD Jakes. Come cruise with me. Real good leadership can take people and make them join together and fight together and live together. Bishop T.D. Jakes, Bishop Walter Thomas, Craig Rochelle, Dr. Annie Poss Harris, Cynthia Marshall, and Miles McPherson. Register today at pastorsandleaders.org or text PL now to 28950. 
Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.